You're listening to How Real Estate Works, your one-stop shop for all things real estate. Whether you're looking to learn about real estate investing, buying your first house, growing as a real estate agent, and all things financial freedom related, we got you covered with co-hosts Jesse Johnson and Matt Talent. So uh, episode 16, um, it's been a nice uh, couple months. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our little uh, COVID project, as some would say. Yeah. It's turned uh, into a COVID portfolio. Yeah. We, I mean, we had some, we've had some very cool guests. All right, everyone. Welcome to the How Real Estate Works podcast, episode 16. I'm your host, Matt Talent, and my co-host is Jesse Johnston. So today we're going to have a little bit of a different take. Um, we're going to do our top 10 moments from the first 15 episodes of the show. Um, so yeah, Jesse, tell us about your first uh, or your, one of your favorite moments from the show. Well, my, my favorite moment is that you still don't say my name right. So that's cool. I'm working on it. There's, I mean, on our notes. The T is silent. The T is not silent. <laughs> the T is especially not silent. Just Johnson. And do not put an I in my first name. So get it right. Just so am I, what? Just I say right, Jesse. All right. Good job. In the ballpark. Good job. Hey, it, I mean, I think by episode thirty you'll get it right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, uh, so what was one of my, you know, so I mean, honestly, it the the coolest thing about about the first fifteen episodes was was just the fact that we were able to get people to come talk to us. I mean, yeah. Um, so, I mean, we've had some really great guests and I'm, I've learned so much. And honestly, uh, I'm grateful for everyone who took time to, to kind of be with us. And honestly, I, I, I believe anyone who's listened to those has learned uh, a lot about, you know, real estate and investing. But I think there's a lot of just great nuggets of like leadership knowledge and things like that. So, um, I'm going to start with nuts and bolts. So, uh, Rodney Ross, I mean, you know, you know, there's kind of like a man crush thing there for sure. Um, the real estate boss, but he, you know, he gave us this, I think the simplest way to evaluate a deal is if I can buy it for 70% of ARV and I'm going to make 200 to $250 per unit cash flow, I'm going to buy that property. I mean, we, you can overcomplicate this so much. And I think he gave us totally great, like nuts and bolts. Uh, yeah information on that and you know he's Rodney Ross so yeah I think that's good just having a criteria sticking to it and yeah if if you find something don't overcomplicate it and just yeah be consistent for sure um so yeah I'll definitely I'll start by saying too just a shout out to all the guests that we have had on um Jesse and I have learned a ton and I was really excited to get some of the local Philly people on too, who I yeah. think are doing like really exciting things um, yeah. and kind of highlighting what they're doing too, like Dan Harvey or Gary Jonas. Um, a lot of people know them in the area, but outside of Philadelphia, it's cool to broadcast their story too. So sure. um, one of my favorite moments was having Gino Barber on the show. Um, and I had asked Gino as saying like the barrier to multifamily just seems so high. So how do you recommend transitioning from single family to multifamily? And he kind of asked me like, well, you know, you're the only one saying the barrier is high. 
And he kind of, I forget who he was quoting, but he said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're already right. Yeah. Um, and that just kind of like threw me for a loop. But I was like, yeah, that was just my own preconceived notions that I was put, projecting onto multifamily. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean. So I think, do you think you can or do you think you can't? I think I can. I think um, I can. I'm reading, I'm reading more books about multifamily now. I'm just trying to learn more about getting into it. So I think, I think, um, I I think multi, I think you can too. I think honestly uh, you've made big, big strides in your own investments since we've, we've started. So I'm, I'm super happy for you. Um, and Gino, by the way, I mean, that guy's just fantastic. So we, we definitely have to keep him around as a, uh, as a contributor to the show. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my, my next moment was Scott Carson. Um, uh, you know, he, uh, he, he deals mostly in uh, mortgage note buying and his, his quote was, we don't deal with tenants, trash and toilets. And I was like, wait, this sounds like bliss. So what you're telling me is I don't get a call at midnight saying that my toilet is broken when I buy, buy a mortgage note. And honestly, that, that really sounds very attractive to me. I'm, I'm sure it has its downs, but it, it, to me, it sounds like a, a great business to get into. And, uh, you know, if you can find great sources of, of mortgage notes, you know, distressed mortgage notes, I think, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of that coming on and uh, especially in the, in the commercial market. So if you can stabilize the building and, uh, you know, get them paying the rent or paying the mortgage again, I think that's a fantastic uh, asset and you don't have to deal with tenants, trash and toilets. What a great quote. Yeah. Yeah. I think just like you said, like on the downturns of note investing, I think just the less work you do, the less return on investment you'll get. And Obviously, if you're self-managing a property, you'll get a better return, but then you still have to deal with all that crap. So yes. something better. Um, <laughs> you're saving your time and valuing your time more than yes. the money. Um, so my next favorite moment was when we had Sean Lowry on the show. Sean, that, was, uh, that was technically episode one. It's at the bottom. Yeah. But it says episode two. Yeah. Episode two. <laughs> Um, but Sean was talking about, we were talking about, he looks for five to 50 unit multifamily buildings in generally B class areas. And I was trying to help him find some properties and I'd bring him a lot of stuff outside his criteria, but he would always stick to his criteria. Um, and Sean's really big on diving deep. So just sticking with one set of criteria and being good at that and We all know a lot of people who do stock investing, Bitcoin investing, note investing, flipping, like wholesaling, and they're into everything, but they're not an expert in one thing. And I would say Sean is definitely an expert in um, multifamily investing in that five to 50 unit space. And he's syndicated um, 70 units now. So we all know a ton of people who are spread out into a lot of different hobbies or whatever you want to call it but sure it's important i think like he said just to focus into one field and dive deep into it you, you should always be wary of that friend that comes to you with a new idea every time you see them yeah 
like, oh, so we're, you know, we're so going to do Bitcoin and, um, and, oh, did, you know, you're going to do this uh, multi-level marketing thing with me, right? Like we, yeah. <laughs> so Sean is, yeah. So Sean is the, is an example of like absolutely being, you know, laser focused and disciplined. Discipline is mm -hmm. really hard for, for investors. Like if I don't have a deal, I need a deal. I need to get a deal. No, no, you need to stick to your process. And if, you know, if it, if it's not working, then adjust, you know, slowly, but not like, you know, you're, you're going to stay focused on what you're doing. So yeah, Sean is great at that. I mean, I, I know very few people that are as laser focused as, as that guy. Yeah. Yeah, for so, sure. Um, so for me, uh, I remember the, the Philly fixer uppers and, uh, they were a lot of fun because, uh, I enjoyed the, you know, the kind of the relationship and how they were able to kind of like keep it together while, you know, flipping their hundred year old house in uh, Maniunk. So, um, but one thing that, uh, that they said was, you know, that, you know, you could be paying an $1,800 a month mortgage for a one bedroom apartment, or you can, you know, buy a place and, uh, and fix it up and you can be spending only like 14, 1500 bucks a month, uh, with mortgage rates as low as they are right now. I mean, Think about this, Matt. A, a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage without anything else is about you know at four dollars per thousand, which is where rates are right now um, in that range. You're talking about twelve hundred dollars for th for a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage over thirty years. I mean that is just incredibly cheap money. So, um, you know, it, it is a good time to be a buyer and lock in really low interest rates. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. There's people who are paying, yeah, like eighteen hundred a month for one bedrooms. I've even seen two thousand dollars a month for a one bedroom in Maniunk. Um, and I mean that works. I mean, if you're traveling from place to place and you don't have a like a job that you're gonna stay in this area, but yeah. otherwise, I mean, you would be one paying down your your equity, so you'd be gaining equity in the property, appreciation, and you're getting a lot more space for $500 less a month. Um, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's crazy. And you don't have to worry about, can I have pets? You don't have to right. worry about all the restrictions. It's just your property to do with what you want. Right. And I think, you know, people right now, you know, given the uh, climate of the world, you know, people are looking for space. Right. And, um, well, like a year ago, people were looking for amenities because they were using outside, you know, if you lived in the city, you were, you were congregating outside of your home. I think there's a lot more, we're doing so much more at home that space and spaces in, within the home are very important. Like, you know, I, I, I had an opportunity to, to speak for, at the BIA and that was what I was recommending as builders. We need to, you know, we need to look at our space and use it wisely because everybody needs spaces now. They need, you know, they need a place for their desk so they can work from home. They need a place where they can congregate and they can have family time. They also need a place for their Peloton bike and their, you know, all of that stuff. So, I mean, owning a home right now gives you the opportunity to create your spaces where yeah. you know, your one bedroom apartment, as you know, you're, you're in the leasing world. I mean, one bedrooms and, um, you know, studio apartments are a lot harder to rent than two bedroom is right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Everyone, like couples, we found were usually renting one bedroom apartments and we started a new building that we were leasing up and we expected all the one bedrooms to go first, but everyone wants two bedrooms now because right. they need an office space. So 
we saw them flying off the shelves instead of the one bedrooms. But and and how much are those uh, two bedroom apartments? They range from two thousand to twenty three hundred a month. Okay, so for twenty three hundred dollars a month, right? That's you know that is every bit of like five hundred and seventy five thousand dollars in mortgage money right now. Yeah, that's real. That's and that doesn't include taxes and insurance. But so, but if you dial that back, you know, if taxes are you know, a couple grand a year in the city um, or on tax abatement. I mean, the, you, owning a home in is, is very affordable right now, for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what, what um, did you have next? So my next one was Gary Jonas. Um, I was really excited to have him on the show. But basically, he was saying how he started out buying single family properties and he wanted to have 10 houses. Um, and when he got his 10 houses, he paid them off and then realized they all needed 50K worth of work. And it, it wasn't when he got to his goal, he didn't realize or uh, he didn't think it would be what it was. He wasn't yeah. sitting on a pile of money, but the equity that he had built up in a single family homes allowed him to have the option um, to get into multifamily and start. He started, I think, by buying and flipping a sixplex and then moved up to starting what the company is now. And they have over 780 units. Yeah. So I think just getting started and just doing something consistently, um, just buying a house a year, even if it doesn't turn out like you thought it would, and you're not making as much money as you thought you would, you still have options because now you have 10 houses yeah. You have a ton of equity build up and you can transition that into a larger multifamily building uh, to get started. That's for sure. I think, uh, I mean, we could have done a top 10 of just Gary's episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. I learned a ton on that one. <laughs> so what's, what's great about Gary is he, he doesn't let you keep your, you know, your preconditioned ideas of, of, how things I remember he kind of shut you down on the idea of that you know people have student loan debt so that da 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 right like he's like yeah. no if you I mean you come out of college with fifty thousand dollars in debt but you're making you know you know you're making more than that and that's you know that's the same ratio as it was when I was in college right so I think that's pretty it was a very interesting point that he made but for me so I also had Gary on my list uh, we should by the way it's important yeah He's the boss. Uh, yeah, right. Way. But I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't just throw him a bone because he's the boss, man. That, he knows that. So uh, I, I personally love the girl dad knowledge. That was my favorite question I think I've ever got to ask anybody is like girl dad, the girl dad. Um, like, so I asked him girl dad, the girl dad, like, you know, how are you raising strong, independent women? And he basically came back and said, you don't identify things by, you know, whether it's male or female, it's just things. And um, I've been thinking a lot about that because I, you know, I have two girls that I'm raising and uh, um, I really, you know, value that knowledge. It was very, it kind of opened me up to a different way of thinking. So you don't just learn about real estate on the show. You learn about how to be a better dad. So that was, that yeah. was really big for me. Yeah. I think that's an important part is definitely like we wanted to bring in especially like Jesse being a dad, like bring in the family aspect of yeah. how to balance your job and like your family. Yes. Um, instead of like, we don't want the show just to be about how can I get as rich as possible? Yes. 
that wasn't the goal. No, it's not. It's, I mean, that's never the goal with me is, you know, I, it's, it's interesting. Somebody sent me a quote from the show where um, it was like, you know, it's about living a life. Mm-hmm. Like it's about living life. Like that, that was the quote from the show. So, um, so it, yeah, I truly believe that it's about living life. It's you shouldn't give your life away for anything. Yeah. Sure. Gary Jonas. Yeah. Shout out Gary. Dropping dad knowledge, girl, dad knowledge. Woo. Love it. (laughs) Um, So my next one was from flip this together. Um, Eric and Nikki, they were awesome. Um, They talked about their vivid vision and kind of going into COVID um, how they transition their business. But I really focused on that because I was kind of unclear about what my goal was with kind of my rental property investing. Yeah. Um, so I ended up getting that book and reading it. And then you read, I started. You, you read um, Vivid Vision? Yeah. Or is it, wait, what's the book called? Is it Vivid Vision? Yeah, it's Vivid Vision. Okay. It's Cameron Pretty- Herald, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, um, didn't he also write Double Double? He may have. I think yeah. he did. Yeah, I need to look that up while we're talking. But yeah, I was unsure of like, one, what my goal was with real estate investing, two, how I was going to get there. Um, but I read that book, wrote out what my goal was, and now I have a really clear like cash flow number that I want to get to mm-hmm. and how I'm going to achieve that. Um, so that really just gave me a lot of clarity, like around my goals and how to get there. I love the vivid vision. It's actually something I've done with a lot of the employees that work for me. And, um, I've done it with some friends. I have a accountability group that I, uh, and we've done it together and it's amazing the things that actually happen when yeah. you're not even paying attention because you wrote it down. Um, you have to write it down. That is the key with anything. And the vivid vision is great because it leads you through, like what you want yourself to look like in three years. Yeah. So yeah. Harold's, three Harold's other good. book uh, is double, double. So that's wow. the first, first time I heard about the vivid vision was from double, double. Great book. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was awesome. Is it my turn? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, so flip this together is my last, uh, my last of my top five. And I will say, um, you know, it's, it was about the family. Now I, I know I challenged Eric on how much he benched and things like that, which was a lot of fun for me being an ex-football player. Now he was a D1 player, definitely probably could have played uh, in the pros and he would squash me. I'm just going to say it on, on, on the, like he would crush me. If you, if uh, you didn't hurt your name, <laughs> I would have went pro. If I, I would have went pro. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so uh, that was a lot of fun for me, but I loved the, uh, the fact that they went all in like, you know, they basically said, you know, this is our family plan. This is what we're doing and we're all in it together. And uh, that to me is, uh, is a definition for success. It's a plan for success is that everybody's on the same page. Everybody's rowing in the same direction. This is what we do. This is what we do as a family. And uh, I really, really, really loved that about them. And uh, I know that they're, they're successful. I see them on Instagram and all their new houses. And you know, the one thing I learned about them after the show, yeah. they're compass agents. Are they really? Yes. No way. 
Yeah, I was gonna be like, hey, you guys should uh, talk to Compass. You, you know, no you guys would be totally great. And they're like, they were already member. They're already Compass agents. So I had no idea. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was shocked. So wow. Um, I'm still yeah, trying to get Eric. Still trying to get Eric to uh, join me in a, uh, you know, some sort of challenge, some sort of like feat of strength. We'll do a Zoom, <laughs> a Zoom bench challenge. Yes, I think I could get him. I think I could. Yeah, I need a couple weeks, but I, I think I can get him. Maybe like how many times you could bench press 225. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. mine would be zero, but <laughs> I believe in you. Yeah, I could get it. Well, right now I could probably do it a couple times, but like in my heyday, I'm just saying it was a lot. I put up 225s at the office the other day. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like to brag, but. Yeah. Hey, it's good, buddy. 225s. Yeah. Full yeah. 50. Yeah. <laughs> yep yeah so you know i like to uh, challenge people to feats of strength like when sky was on i was yeah, oh, challenging yeah. him on on the cycling thing so i should keep my mouth shut when it comes to cycling because uh i'm really great at going downhill but uphill uphill it's challenging it's super challenging it changes <laughs> things change well you know but just don't just get out of my way on the way downhill that's all i have to say because yeah. i can't see because i can't breathe and uh, my eyes have sweat in them. <laughs> Only in the summer. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, so you got one left. So, yes. One of my top 10 moments, or top five for me, was when we had Dan Harvey on the show, and he was yeah. talking about single-family conversions, yeah. which I think this is huge because, um, one, like before COVID, um, going into like the multifamily space, everything was so competitive. And if you found a duplex, there were multiple bids on it. If it was in a decent condition, um, triplexes are getting bid up or you'll send them to a client and they're overpriced where they don't work for their numbers. Um, so what Dan's doing is taking single family buildings in Philadelphia and converting them to multifamily buildings. So why I love this strategy is because one, He's able to get multifamily properties at a lower price and he can sell them off as like a value add to clients if he wants to. And then two, we're going to probably see a lot of commercial buildings coming on the market because there's probably going to be a lot of commercial foreclosures um, in the future with everything that's going on. And Dan will be well poised to capitalize on converting these buildings over to multifamily if he wants to. Yeah, I I loved having Dan on the show, and uh, yeah, while he did drop that knowledge, I did I did enjoy his story of how he got into the business, like almost like accidentally. So, and then gradually over time, he started making money. I, the, the the story of his first deal is like the classic, like everybody fears. Like I have no idea what I'm doing, but I might accidentally make money. Yeah, um, that was such a good story, and. Uh, yeah, he was just so honest with us. <laughs> you yeah, know, he was like, "Yeah, I was throwing parties, I was making money, and yeah, you know, my mom wanted me to like buy real estate, you know, and I was working at SEPTA, so like, you know, yeah, I think he, I think he's doing a great job. Plus, you know, he uh, he's a family man too, right? He's got, I forget yeah, I think he has two kids and yeah. a wife. Um, yeah. yeah, I met his wife at Dig, and he, yeah, he does have two kids as well. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he's finding a way to, you know, to build this business. So he has a life. Um, I love it. I, he was, he was fantastic on the show. 
Yeah, Dan's a great example to follow, especially if you're in Philadelphia. Yeah. So, Matt, should we give everybody their favorite part of the show? Yeah. So this is where our guests get to ask us one question. And in this case, there's no guests. So, so Matt, do you want to ask me a question or should I ask you a question first? Yes, I'll ask you a question. So yes. as we're going into 2021, what are yeah. your real estate goals for 2021? So my, my goals will stay the same. I, I must purchase a multifamily in 2021. Um, so that's it. That's, that's it. As simple as that. I, I keep putting it off and I'm, you know, I'm like, Hey, I, I have actually have really good excuse right now. I'm investing in something that is making a really good return, but it's delaying. Is it, my... is it Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? I just guess. I waited for it to go way up and then I bought it. So there you it go. should, should work out you... just fine for me. How you do it. <laughs> beware of the, be wary of the person your friend that comes to you anyway i'm sure they're i'm sure they're making a ton of money and they're the oh, smartest yeah. people in the world um but yeah so buying a multifamily, i have a 12 year old and have a nine-year-old and i'd like to be, basically have one multifamily for each of them so nice. that's my that's that's my goal so um so matt i have i have a question for you yes when are you going to use the microphone i bought you for the show when I figure out how to use it, <laughs> I just need like, I need like an hour of free time to figure it out. <laughs> I'll say this. I don't, yeah. it's not that I don't have time. It's that I haven't made time. <laughs> I'll hold myself accountable. So uh, I'll ask you, I'll ask you another question then. So what is going to be your number one source of leads for your investing and in real estate business next year? Like where, where are you going to go? Where, where are you going to, go lead generate from i guess for the the real estate side of things like mm -hmm. i just found everything on the mls um i thought about doing like handwritten note cards to people but yeah. honestly i find deals like kind of what we were talking about with sean and deep diving like i just stay in the maniunk roxborough area yeah and i know the numbers pretty well there so i'll just find deals that I'm paying like a retail price, but I make them work for what I'm, I'm trying to do. Okay. Um, and I know like maybe right now I'd only get 200 in cash flow, but if I could put five or 10 grand into it, I can get 450 or 500. Which Rodney works. Ross says 200 is, is good to start. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of just what I'm looking for and just trying to do that consistently. Yeah. Um, and then on the, real estate side of things. Um, just trying to help like investors in the area and first time home buyers. Um, so yeah, I work with a lot of like investors or um, first time home buyers and we help our how tenants as well to become first time home buyers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, helping those people out. We've actually uh, helped more people, more tenants this year than we had in the last two years combined. So yeah, it's been a great program. Um, yeah, that's really exciting to get people into their first home. Yeah, um, it definitely because is. I definitely believe in, I think real estate's the best way to increase your financial position. So I definitely like to help people out doing that. Awesome. So um, I think that's it for this for like, that's all I had. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a good 16 episodes 
um, it's very rare that I don't have anything to say. So, um, but I, I am uh, incredibly grateful for your efforts on this. And I think we're, uh, you know, we're, we're going to prime up and get ready for uh, season two, uh, yeah. which should be coming out in a, in a few weeks. Yeah. I'm glad you got us started doing this and yeah. I'm hyped for the next hundred episodes, thousand episodes. Yeah. So, uh, next week when we're not recording this, can you, um, learn how to use your microphone? That would really, really make me happy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. This has been a lot of fun and, uh, yeah. So keep, keep listening, uh, keep liking and, uh, share with your friends and tell them that, uh, that Matt and Jesse, uh, are amazing and, uh, they can learn a little bit of wisdom from the, you know, the young bull and the old head. Yeah. And please give us a rating and review on yes. Apple podcast, please. Or on Spotify. Can you rate us on Spotify? I'm not you sure. can't just Apple. Apple. Yeah. We should talk to Spotify about that. It doesn't seem right. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, my all man, right. let's wrap it up. Sounds good. 16 episodes in the can, as they say. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can join us weekly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Please subscribe and leave a rating or review. It really helps us out. You can find out more about me at callphillyhome.com, callphillyhome at Instagram, or email me at matt.talent at compass.com. And you can find out more about my co-host, Jesse Johnson, at howrealestate.com jesse johnson on instagram and email him at jesse.johnson at compass.com